Um, one of the most frustrating things is being in a place where you feel like you cannot hear from God. <laughs> one of the most frustrating things is to be in a place where you feel like you cannot hear from God. Anybody ever been in that place before? Where you just like, God, I don't even know if you talking to me. God, I don't know what you're doing. Like that's a frustrating place to be in, right? So now this message may not be for the super Christians who never have to question whether or not they hear from God. And trust me, we all aspire to get to that place. But this message is for those who truly feel like they've been in a place where they could really use a word from God. This message is for those who feel like I've been in a place. I don't know if I'm hearing God or not. I don't know if I'm hearing the devil voice, my voice, my family voice. I don't know who voice I'm hearing, but I just need to hear from you, God. You know like a direct phone call from God with the instructions on what to do, right? The old church used to be, used to sing a song that said Jesus is on the main line, tell him what you want, right? Sometimes the issue isn't us telling God what we want because we don't got real good at making our requests known to God. We don't got real good with <laughs> praying and telling God what we want. We don't got real good at that. We don't got real good at calling the main line and telling Jesus what we want. We don't got good at that. So that's not the issue. Most of the times it's the waiting to hear his response. Most of the time it's being able to identify whether or not God is talking to us. Most of the time it's being able to know whether or not he has responded most of the time is being able to truly discern between his voice and our voice how many times have you been like god is this my voice or your voice because let me tell y'all something i'm like god my voice sounds good because I, I also want the best for me do you know that you can want the best for you but what you want for you still ain't what god want for you and that's why I got to say, not my will, but your will be done. So the great news is that we can learn to hear God's voice. All right. So tonight's topic is hearing from God. And um, one of the focus scriptures on tonight is going to be Matthew 11 and 15. And then that one is just in the New King James Version. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And you're right, Sharissa, that can be a hard prayer to pray. Your will be done, God, not my will, but your will be done. Because if I'm praying your will be done, God, that means that you can take away something that I really, really like, or you may not give me what I've been praying for and what I want, God, but but I got to understand that your will is perfect, that, that there's no mistakes in your will, that there is safety in your will, God, that there is a assurance in your will, God, because what I want may not be good for me. I, I could be, I could love. 
as a kid, I love my daughter. She loves sugar, but sugar don't love her. I love dairy, but dairy don't love me. So, so there's just some things that I can love, but it may not love me. So he who has ears to hear, let him hear. All right. So why did Jesus say he who has ear to hear, let him hear? I'm sure he wasn't saying if you were born with ears, even though there were some people that were born with ears, some people, but we're not talking about human anatomy here. We know Jesus spoke in parables. There is a difference in having ears and having ears to hear. How many of you know that? How many of you know that there is a difference in having ears versus having ears to hear? That that I could be sitting there talking to two people. One of them hear one thing and the other person hear another thing. I could be sitting there saying the same thing to, to four people. Two of them hear one thing and the other two perceive another thing. So there is a difference between having ears and having ears to hear. All right. There are different type of hearers. Those who let the word pass straight through them. Those who let the word pass straight through their ears. And then those who truly listen and seek understanding. So you got those that let the word of God pass straight through their ears. They hear it. And it goes right on out, goes in one ear and out the other. And then you have those who truly listen and seek understanding. And then there's another set of hearers. So there are those who hear the voice of God and they don't recognize it. So they hear it, but they don't, they can't even tell whether or not it's God. And then you have those who hear the voice of God. They listen and they get an understanding. And then you have those who don't even believe that God speaks to them in the first place. Right? So let's go over to Mark 14, 13 through 20. Mark 4, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. Mark 4, 13 through 20. And I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. Mark 4, thank you, Sharita. Mark 4, 13 through 20, I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version, uh, starting at verse 13. All right. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown into their hearts. Verse 16, these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. When they hear the word immediately, they receive it with gladness and they have no root in themselves and they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when the tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Verse 18. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word, 
and the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches and desires for other things entering in choke the word and they become unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it and bear fruit. Some 30 fold, some 60 and some 100, right? So you may be saying, why is she talking about the word? I thought we were talking about hearing the voice of God. John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, correct? So the word of God is another way that we hear from God. Also, the words of Jesus are the words of his heavenly father because they are one. Jesus reveals his heart and mind of God to us, right? So that's why I went over that scripture talking about the word and those who hear it and how they receive it. Because when we're talking about the voice of God, we're talking about the word of God. Y'all got to follow me on tonight. Wake up. Somebody, y'all need to tell somebody on here to wake up. Come on, let's get it. We're talking about building a real relationship with God. We're talking about hearing the voice of God. We're talking about being able to hear the voice of God for yourself where you ain't got to ask nobody. You feel like this is something that God is saying? No, that you can hear from God yourself. So as it relates to Mark 4, 12 through 20, when it tells us about how everyone who has ears don't always hear, that for some people, when they hear the voice of God, Satan comes immediately and take away the word that was sown in their hearts. Because the thing about God, he's always sowing words in our heart. How many times have y'all know that you know that you know that you know that you heard something from God? And then immediately, I'm talking 30 minutes later, I'm talking before you go to bed. I'm talking the next morning. You like, man, I don't know. I don't really even know if that was I, I, I don't really even know. That's what he means when he says Satan comes immediately and take away the word that was sown in your heart. God promised to lead us by his spirit and to enable us to know his voice. So John 10. 27 through 28. John 10, 27 through 28. And I am going to read it in the message version. All right. So starting at verse 20, let me see. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to read it in the message version. All right. So Jesus answered, I told you, but you don't believe. Jesus snapped. <laughs> he said, I told you, but you don't believe. Everything I have done has been authorized by my father. Actions that speak louder than words. You don't believe because you're not my sheep. My sheep recognize my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them real and eternal life. They are protected from the destroyer for good. No one can steal them from out of my hand. In other words, Jesus said, if they can take you, you will never mind. If he can take you that easy, then you will never really even mind. All right. 
But the father who put them under my care is so much greater than the destroyer and the thief. No one could ever get them away from him. I and the father are one heart and mind. Come on, y'all got to read that word, right? Man, that word is so good. The Bible is so good. Listen, the Bible is good, okay? Good, all right? So in other words, we are his sheep. He is the Lord, our shepherd. He created us to know and to hear his voice. According to his word, we should recognize his voice. We should recognize his words. And as a result, we should follow him. But that doesn't seem to be the case at times, if we can be honest, right? It ain't that easy, all right? It, it is, it's complicated at times, all right? Because then Jesus just pretty much said, if the enemy can have you that easy, then listen, you, 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 can't, you can't be mine if you that easy. Like you, you, you that easy. Listen, listen, Linda, if you that easy, ain't listen. But you like, no, nah, Jesus, it's complicated. He like, no, nah, if you fuck, you either with me or against me. All right. <laughs> all right. You either with me or against me. You either with me or against me. All right. So it's not that his word isn't true. It's not that his word isn't true, but it's because we sometimes have a hard time believing that we can hear from God. We sometimes have a hard time believing that we can hear from God. We sometimes have a hard time knowing whether or not it is God that we heard. And sometimes we know we hear from God, but like the scripture says, the enemy immediately comes and snatched the word. How many times y'all don't got our Bible study and y'all know good and well, the enemy came and snatched that word right out of your mind. How many times you left church on Sunday and you know the enemy came right and snatched that word right out of your belly. How many of you came out of your prayer closet or came off of your fast and you know the enemy snatched the word right from out of your hand? How do you know when the enemy has snatched a word? How do you know when the enemy has snatched a word? You start being double-minded. That's, that's, that's number one. Because listen, you prayed already. You fasted already. You surrendered yourself. You you repented already. You received the word. You heard from God. But the next thing you know, you start being double-minded. And that's a number one indicator that the enemy has snatched the word. Are y'all following me on tonight? You start questioning whether or not you really heard from God. You start questioning whether or not you really heard from God. See, messages like this, it release strategies, right? 
We have to be aware of the enemy's devices. So you can be a God's girl. You can be the type of girl that listens to worship music every single day. But if you do not read your Bible, if you do not get an understanding, and if you don't understand that the enemy don't like you, that the enemy is after your money, that he's after your mind, he's after your children, he's after anything that you love, the enemy is after you. If you do not understand that, then he's going to keep snatching the word. And he's going to have you continuing to cry like, God, but I pray, God, but I listened to worship music for five days, God, but I did this and I did that. Stop playing and become aware of the enemy's devices, all right? So unbelief starts to rise. That's how you know the enemy has snatched a word because unbelief starts to rise. All right, so then you have those like in verse 16, we're still talking about Mark. You have those like in verse 16 that uh, those where the word were sown on stony ground, okay? So on verse 16, it says, these likewise are the ones who sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately they receive it with gladness. How do y'all receive it with gladness? That's confirmation. Oh Lord, I thank you. Oh Lord, I know you love me. That's confirmation. I receive, I receive, I receive, I receive. Oh, you don't say I receive a million times. Those are the ones that receive it with gladness. I receive, that's confirmation. Oh Lord, I, I thank you. I think, ooh, yes, Lord. Yes. You get to shout. You get to two-step in. You're crying. All those different type of things. I receive it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. But they have no root in them. They have no root in themselves. So it only lasts only for a time. I'm not saying this. This is what the Bible says. It, they have no root in them. So it only lasts just a little while. And guess what it says? This is my favorite part right here. It says, afterwards, when tribulation and persecution comes for the word's sake. I know, you know what? When I was studying that, I said, man, that's sweet. It says, afterwards, when tribulation and persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Man, that thing said for the word's sake. So that means that I'm 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 dealing with tribulation and persecution because of the word. What? Because of the promise? Because of the word that was spoken over my life? It says afterwards, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, they immediately stumble. You don't even understand that you're going through all of that hell because of the word that was spoken over your life. You don't even know that you're being persecuted because of the word that was spoken over your life. You don't even know that all of the issues, all of the trials that you are going through is because of the word that was spoken over your life. Have you ever heard God or has God ever spoken to you either directly or through someone else, through a vision, through a dream? 
and you received the word with gladness, but because you had no root in yourself, it only lasted for a little while because it only lasted for just a little bit. Just maybe it even lasted for a week. Maybe you, you, you walked around saying, this is my season for 30 days. This is my season. You maybe said, this is my season for three months. You may have even said, this is my season for six months. This is my season. I'm for real this time, y'all. This is my season for grace, for favor. You probably said all of that. You probably sung all of that. But when tribulation and persecution came up because of the word that was spoken over your life, hallelujah, you stumbled and you failed and you, you, you fainted because it had no roots. Because it had no root. Not, not the word didn't have no root. Let me correct myself because you had no root. That naming and claiming stuff, that ain't root. <laughs> that manifestation stuff ain't root. That taking a picture of the 1111 on your phone, that ain't root. No, four, four, four taking a picture on your phone, that ain't root. You post it every single day, talking about this is my season, that ain't root. You plan that song every day, this is my season for grace and favor, that ain't root. That ain't root. So what happens is you get pissed off with God because you did everything that you thought was right, but you forgot that the word says that tribulation and persecution will come for the word's sake. And because that tribulation and that persecution came, you felt like that couldn't have been God. This can't be you, God, if I'm going through all this hell. This don't even make sense. And then you have people in your ear saying, if you're going through all that, then you you ain't hear God, right? If you're dealing with all that, then you ain't. That ain't God. I'm telling you that ain't God. I'm telling you that ain't God. But what they forget is that <laughs> is the word <laughs> that has been spoken over my life. It's the word that has been spoken over your life. The word, the word, the word, the word. All right. So come on, because I got a, a few things to cover here. Verse 18 says this. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So the ones that are sown on thorns, when we think about thorns, thorns are things that are automatically aversive. Thorns are things that are automatically just pushes away the word. Thorns are things that automatically just push away the word. And then you have verse 20. Verse 20 says this, but these are the ones that are sown on good ground. Some of y'all need to write verse 20 down because you need to look over this scripture. 
And you need to begin to say, God, how can I be like those who are sown on where the word is sown on good ground? Those who hear the word, they accept it. They bear fruit, some 30 fold, some 60, some 100. God, how can I be though like those where the word is sown on good ground? They hear the word and they receive it in their hearts and they bear fruit. They hear the word, they accept it and they bear fruit. We want to be like those who, where the word is sown on good ground. We hear the word or the voice of God. We accept it in our hearts. God, I accept what you're saying to me. Because some of you guys, as soon as you hear the word, you do not accept it. You reject it. You reject it with your words. You reject it with your words. You reject it with the things that you say out of your mouth. And the ones that bear fruit, we want to bear fruit. What does it mean to bear fruit? Bearing fruit simply means producing good results. Bearing fruit means producing good results. To produce. All right. Y'all stick with me. We're going somewhere. Colossians 1. 10 through 11 says this. Colossians 1, 10 through 11 says this, right? It says that we are supposed to lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him as we bear fruit in every good work. Again, we're in the series called Relationship with God. And in order to have a relationship, you have to know how to hear from God. You got to know how to hear from God. All right. So I want to give y'all four strategies on how to hear from God. When we learn to tune into God's voice, it won't be an occasional thing. It won't be an occasional event, but an everyday part of life. That's why in the New Testament, Jesus said, he who has ears, let him hear. And he said that about 15 different times. So we will find that Jesus speaks to us in many different ways. All right. All right. So let me give you guys four ways to know if you are hearing from God. All right. So number one, make sure your spiritual switch is on and not off. Make sure that your spiritual switch is on and not off. You want to make sure that your spiritual switch is on and not off. Will your Wi-Fi in your house work if the power box is off? No, your Wi-Fi will not work if that power box is off. So you want to make sure that you're spiritually on. How do we know that we are spiritually in tune with God to where we are in a place where we can hear from him? First, you got to begin to ask yourself, do I even expect to hear from God? Some people will say that God don't even talk to me. But here's an important truth. If you don't feel like God speaks to you, I want you to know that he does. In fact, God is speaking to you right now. But if you aren't expecting to hear from him, that means that you're spiritually turned off. You're spiritually turned off. If you're turned off by Boo Boo the Fool, 
you're not expecting to get a text message from him. And in fact, when he do text you, you're not spiritually turned on. So you may not even reply and you may not even listen. So are you even expecting to hear from God? Are you spiritually turned on or are you spiritually turned off? So let's be clear. He isn't going to scream and yell and demand that you pay attention. But God is always speaking to you. And sometimes he'll speak to you in a still small voice, like the scripture says in 1 Kings 19 and 12. So to hear him, you have to tune in and you got to listen carefully. Another way to describe the way that we hear God's voice is through an inward witness, which is Holy Spirit. God doesn't communicate with us the way that we communicate with other people. He communicates from his spirit to your spirit. And then your spirit communicates what you hear to your mind. I'm going to say that again. God communicates from his spirit, which is Holy Spirit, to your spirit. And then your spirit communicates what you hear to your mind. That is what we call an inward witness. So, You just want to make sure that you spend time with the Lord, fasting, praying. The more you practice tuning in to the voice of God, the more it will become a voice that overrides every other voice of the enemy. And so you got to begin to train yourself to hear the voice of God. You got to begin to train yourself to hear the voice of God. And you do that too by spending time with him, getting in his word. All right, let's go to number two. Let's go to number two. We'll be done soon. How do you come to a place where you are sure if it's God talking to you? Because I know a lot of times we are not sure whether or not it's God speaking to us, right? So number two, how to know for sure if this is God talking to you, all right? So in knowing that you are hearing God's voice, when it comes, it... In, in, in having that assurance and being certain, it'll come to a person who is united with him. What do I mean by this? First Corinthians 6 and 17 says this, but whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. United means joined or in union. So it doesn't apply to someone who is not living for God. If you are not living for God, then you are not joined with him in spirit. But it applies to whoever is seeking him, whoever is spending time fellowshipping with him through prayer, whoever is obedient to him. That's 1 Corinthians 6 and 17. Whoever is obeying his commands. See, a lot of times you feel like you are connected to God or not connected, but a lot of times you feel like you are one with God. You feel like you are united with God. But are you living for God? For one. Are you spending time fellowshipping with him through prayer? Are you obeying the commands in his word? These are they that will find his frequency. They will know his voice. John 10 and 4 says they know his voice. So when you find his frequency, you can get so in tune that you can tell his voice from the enemy's voice. And sometimes from the inner me. The inner me, because sometimes our voice is louder than anything. Sometimes it's not even the enemy. It's your inner me, the inner me voice that is trying to take you out and mess you up sometimes. 
So your prayers should also be, Lord, help my my voice and my thoughts to be in alignment with your voice, oh God. It can be the enemy and it can be the inner me. So how do we find his frequency? How do we find his frequency? Sometimes we miss his frequency because we are looking for some type of huge revelation. When sometimes God is giving us simple instructions. We're looking for some big old revelation when he's trying to give us simple instructions. And that's what he will do when you first begin begin to hear from him. He will continue to do this for the rest of your life on earth. He will give you small instructions, small instructions. Obedience in the simple things is very important to God. Some of you guys are praying for God to give you some type of big revelation when you haven't even obeyed the small instructions that he gave you. Some of you guys are waiting for a huge revelation for God to give you some big instruction when you haven't even been obedient with the simple things that are important to him. Obedience in the simple things is very important to God. It reveals the willingness of your heart. I want y'all to hear this. Come on, because I know y'all tapping out a little bit, but it's come on. I, I really want y'all to get this part. Obedience in the simple things. It's very important to God. Why? Because it reveals the willingness of your heart. You're waiting on this huge revelation when you haven't even obeyed the small instructions. So if you're waiting for God to send you a major, major, major blessing or whatever it is that you're waiting for him to send you, you may be missing what God is trying to reveal to you right now. You may be missing what he's trying to tell you right now. God probably told you to go clean out your closet, but you haven't obeyed that voice yet. Let me, cause let me break it down to y'all. <laughs> cause I feel like I went way up, but let me break it down. God probably told you to go pick that trash up off of your kitchen floor. You ain't even obeyed that small voice yet, but you waiting on a big revelation. He probably got went in there and told you to go apologize to your child, but you ain't even obeyed that voice yet. He probably told you to stop being mean to that coworker. And he probably told you to start saying good morning when you walk into work instead of walking right by that coworker. But you ain't obeyed that small voice yet, but you want a big revelation, but you ain't even been obedient to the small steps that he gave you. He probably told you to start riding with your seatbelt on because you want to be gangsta boo. But when he tell you to put that seatbelt on, you don't even want to click it because you want to be gangsta boo. And he probably told you to stop taking a selfie while you driving. But you ain't even obeyed that small voice yet. Come on, come on, because I know I'm in a room. I know I'm in the room. Obeying the small voices. The small voice, not voices. Obeying the small instructions are so important to God. I remember God. <laughs> I remember I had just stood in a long line at Walmart, bro. Check out groceries. I get outside. 
It's one Capri Sun box that I forgot to ring up. Now the old me would have put that Capri Sun in my trunk and rolled off. God, I took it right on back in there. I said, I didn't pay for this Capri Sun. So I just went ahead and went back in there. Obedience. We want to talk about hearing God's voice because y'all know y'all be hearing God's voice, but y'all ain't obeying it. Am I in the right room on tonight? The small instructions that he tell you to do, like stop throwing that Popeye's out your window. Stop throwing that trash out your window. Stop doing that. He tell, he tell you to stop doing it, but you don't want to listen. You don't want to listen to the small instructions like that. How you praying for land and building, but you disrespecting somebody else's property. He telling you, to stop, <laughs> stop playing on them people's clock at work. How you praying to be a CEO, but you ain't even the, the type of employee that you would hire. It's quiet in here tonight. Cause listen, I know the small instructions, the small instructions. Like, stop being rude to that customer service representative on the phone. The small instructions. Small. Still small voice. Still small voice. Those small things. Those small things like go spend some time, you know, with your daughter, go spend some time with your child. Even if you don't have no money to do it, go sit on the couch with them for a little bit. The still small instructions. Could it be that you're praying for all of these different things, but you haven't taken care of the little small instructions that God has told you to take care of? He will talk to you about the small things in your life that you need to change. The adjustments that you need to make. He will begin to deal with you where you are. Because he wants you to know that he, you hear him. Which is most often it involves helping you walk in God's best by getting rid of the things that are holding you back. You got to take, I don't know who this is for, but you got to take care of them small things, all right? The small instructions. The small instructions. Do it. Lysandra, I'm with you. God has, I, I, I've thrown away a cake before. I had just bought that cake from Publix. I've thrown it away. I woke up in the morning before and poured out some, some wine, you know, whatever it is, whatever I hear the Lord tell me to do, even if it's small, I'm starting to, to train myself to adhere to his voice. I'm starting to train myself to adhere to, to the voice of God, like whatever it is. All right. So number three, understand 
the grass isn't greener on the other side. Understand the grass isn't greener on the other side, all right? All right, y'all follow me on this one. We're almost done. I'm telling you, I only got four points and we're almost done. Number three is understand the grass isn't greener on the other side. One way that God speaks to us is through circumstances. Along with so many other means of communication through events, opportunities, and setbacks of our lives, all of these are ways that God will speak to us. We learn the character of God and his desires for us based off of our circumstances. These circumstances can be simple as randomly meeting someone. You know, it can be going through a hard situation or crushing situation. But all of these things will help us to get a good perspective or a better perspective of God and who he is. Many of us will have never known that God is a provider had we not been through what we've been through. Many of us will have never known God as a healer if we've never been brokenhearted. Many of you would have never known that he, that you hear him or he answers your prayers if you would have never went through a circumstances, right? So sometimes we get so focused on what we think we need rather than allowing the possibility of a larger perspective than our own. Sometimes we become so committed to trying to make everything work out our way that we miss the way that God has already spoken and shaped us. We be so focused on trying to make things work our way, our way, instead of God's way. And we believe so much that the grass is greener on the other side. But a lot of times that other side is a side that God hasn't even led you to. Or is not even led by God. So we must begin to yield to the wisdom. We must begin to to do our best to try to discern God's voice in every circumstance, right? So in James 1, it's talking to a bunch of people who are trying to discern God's voice. So as we yield patiently to these processes, some of us are in processes, process of working what seems like to be a dead-end job, that's a process. Dealing with irritating people on your job, that's a process. Dealing with irritating people in your community, that's a process. Not cheating the system to to win, that's a process. Not compromising to win, that's a process. Some of us are working our way through the ranks. Some of us wasn't given a silver spoon, that's a process. Some of us are have to, having to break through poverty. That's a process. So we feel like we're not hearing from God because we're going through all of the, all of the different processes. But how many of you know that it's through the process that you begin to discover what you're really made of? That you really find out what it is that you really about, that you really discover what you are really made of. You start to get rank in the spirit. 
You learn not to panic in certain seasons, but you learn God ordained rhythms of your life. After you take a certain hit, you know how to handle the next hit. And after God bring you out of the last season, you know that you can expect him to bring you out of this season. Because if he did it before, you know that he can do it again. Another thing is it produces patience in you. It gives you patience and patience. It guess what patience does. It does its perfect work. It perfects something in you. If we allow seasons to have their perfect work, opportunities will begin to present themselves. If we allow patience to begin to perfect its work in us and perfect its work in our situation, opportunities will begin to present themselves in the wisdom, in the self-awareness that we accumulate through seasons will begin to help us to navigate as we move from glory to glory to glory. God is giving you patience right now. And that patience is perfecting something in you. It's perfecting a work in you. It's building your character. And as it's giving you staying power, it's good. opportunities are going to begin to present themselves to you. Because it would have, if it would have came in a way that you thought it was going to come, it wasn't going to last. It wasn't going to last. If it would have came as fast as you wanted it to come, it would have been like a microwave dinner and it wasn't going to fill you up and it wasn't going to fill your children up. But this patience, this thing that seemed like it's taking so long, I see legacies and legacies and legacies. Hallelujah. And your children's children are going to eat and their children are going to eat. Legacy, 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 legacy. Some people, they get microwave success and there's no staying power. But I'm talking to the person who feel like, hallelujah, that you just been going through season after season after season after season, but it's producing, it's producing it's producing something in you. It's producing something. It's producing something in you. It's producing something. I'm telling you, it's giving you staying power. It's giving you staying power. Opportunities are going to begin to present themselves and you're, you're going to know how to handle it and you're going to know what to do with it. You're going to know what to do with it. And the grass is going to start looking real, real green right under your feet right now. Because the grass is not green on the other side. The grass is green where you water it. And if you just continue to allow God to water where you are, you're going to see. You're going to see. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. A lot of people would have been on lost their mind if they would have went through some of the things that you went through. A lot of people wouldn't have made it. A lot of people would have tapped out by now. But you're still here and you're still standing. By the grace of God, you're still here and you're still standing.
By the grace of God, you are still here and you are still standing and God is producing something in you. He's perfecting something in you. He's doing something on the inside of you. God speaks through us. He speaks to us through big and little circumstances of our lives. Whether we can hear him depends on how willing are we to embrace where we are right now. All right, and then number four, guys, this is the last one. Learn to discern the voice of God. Learn to discern the voice of God. This is number four. John 10 and 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. And they know it. So if someone calls you on the phone, whether it's your child, your friend, your your person, you know it's them before they tell you because you know their voice. You know their voice because you spent so much time with them. You know the sound of their voice. The way they say things, you know, it's them because you've come, you become so familiar with them that it's easy to recognize. So the same is true when it comes to our relationship with God. If you want to get to a place where you don't have to wonder whose voice you're hearing, you don't have to wonder whether or not it's your voice or the devil voice or God's voice. You're going to have to get to a point where you spend time with the Lord a lot of time. If you keep your mind and your heart full of things of this world, it's going to be difficult for you to tell the difference between the spirit of God and your own thoughts. I'm telling y'all, y'all going to have to get to a point where you're like, okay, I can't do social media this week. Because my thoughts have become their thoughts. I can't watch that this week because I'm really trying to hear from God this week. You got to get to a point where you're like, okay, listen. I want that because they want that. I want that because it looked good. I want that because of this. But when you start to get in that word, when you start to get in the word of God, he begins to reveal things to you like never before. The definition of a carnal mind is one that has not been renewed by the word of God. The definition of a carnal mind is one that has not been renewed by the word of God. And so if your thoughts are jacked up, if you double-minded, one minute you hot, the next minute you cold, one minute you praising the Lord, speaking in tongues, the next minute you cursing, one minute you saying, Lord, I love you, the next minute you gossiping and talking about people, your heart ain't right, you evil-minded, you got all of these negative thoughts, you're doing subliminal messages and subliminal posts, all of those things like that. A carnal mind is one that has not been re renewed by the word of God. So the more time you spend with him, the more certain you'll become about hearing God's voice. And it's just isn't talking to him, though. Sometimes we spend time with God and we the only one doing the talking. Sometimes you fast and you pray and you just you, you the only one talking. You don't pray for three hours and you ain't gave God no time to talk. We learn his voice 
when we learn how to listen to him. We learn his voice when we listen to his voice. All right, and this is a bonus. I know I said I was done, but this is a bonus. If you really want to know whether or not this is your voice or God's voice, line it up with his word. Line it up with his word, right? The Bible says all scripture is inspired by God. So one way to know that you are hearing God's voice is to line up with what you're hearing with God's word. All right, so I pray, God, that you would begin to train us to recognize your voice, God, through your word. 